everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And hello, friends, to our headline news edition of our 30th series this edition on August 1st, 2021. We have three very interesting stories for you, of course, and even better takes, so let's get into it. Yes, and in the spirit of the Olympics, which most of us have at least heard some snippets or watched a little of so far, we have decided to do a full headline news set of just stories from the Olympics, right? Our fourth story is that Rapino's endorsement of CBD and Richardson's ban from the Olympics caused confusion. So recently on social media, and even on the news, Megan Rapino, the breakout star of women's soccer, as you may have all heard, has been promoting her sister's brand of CBD called Mendy. With the help of other Olympians such as the WNBA and four-time gold winner Sue Bird, Rapino has been sharing the benefits of CBD in recovery for elite athletes like her. She claims that it helps stabilize her mood and helps her get better sleep, and even noted that she won't be able to use any of her CBD products during her time in Tokyo because of inconvenience of flying such uh, flying things over. And this new brand marketing is... Coming hot after Shikari Richardson, the breakout star of women's track and field, was struck out of the Olympics after smoking marijuana. Richardson was dealing with her mother's recent death. And obviously there is a chemical difference between THC and cannabis, which is marijuana, versus CBD. THC does make you high, while CBD does not. But uh, people do generally use them both for relaxation purposes. The World Anti-Doping Agency has permitted use of CBD since 2018, which means it no longer ticks out two of the three boxes for a substance to be banned. And the first one is that the substance could or does improve performance on field. The second is that there is a possible or actual health risk. And number three, quote, it violates the spirit of sport. The WADA has yet to state which criteria THC uh, has met to be banned, but despite the difference, social media has been in a debate over the treatment regarding both women. Some are calling double standards as a black woman gets banned for weed and four white athletes are safely promoting CBD and even have a full article on Forbes. And specifically in America, which these athletes are from, With a difficult and hypocritical history of marijuana use, many of these social media users felt like this just rubbed them the wrong way, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a lot to take in, especially the double standards. I honestly thought that Rapino was, what, like penalized or something? Similar to how Richardson was, but I guess not. I mean, they even have a whole full, what, Forbes article? Is it just about how they're promoting the products? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And the fact that... Yeah. I mean, I understand the difference, of course, between CBD and um, THC. For me, reading... And researching about this is there's more of a lack of transparency, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in the modern context of finally legalizing marijuana and the history of criminalization of marijuana use, right? Mm -hmm. 
since CBD still, you like, the extraction of CBD comes from actual cannabis, right? Right. So you have to be growing it, but you're not actually using the chemicals that get you high. But at the same time, it's just also the, maybe you may think differently, Claire, but the wording of and how Rapino is marketing this as a way to stabilize her mood and help her get better sleep, that kind of sounds like what people you do use cannabis for too as well, right? I agree. So why is one person getting shunned so badly? Well, the other four are, well, they're still in the Olympics and they're doing fine. Yeah, I think the fact that the WADA is not so transparent and has uh, these sort of flimsy standards on THC versus CBD allows for such things to happen where you have kind of one black woman being penalized for weed and for white athletes not like being supported for something somewhat similar. Exactly, because if you have a more rigid definition, then you're able to kind of judge this in a much more objective way. Rather, in this situation, I guess, where people's racism, I guess, allows them to judge this situation in a more subjective way and playing into, I guess, the flimsy definition that the WADA is giving the public. Yeah, and I mean, we don't know what it is because obviously the Olympics does follow after the WADA. Mm -hmm. And so whatever the WADA says goes for the Olympics and thus the Olympic Committee took, you know, the action that they did. For those who don't live in America or in a country similar, well, there's really no country like America. (laughs) (laughs) But to people who don't know the situation as well about marijuana and the legalization of it, maybe like, oh, you know, the law is the law. Which it is. uh, Well, sorry, not the law. The rule is the rule, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if the WADA says that this is it, the Olympic Committee must do it unless they change the rules, right? Mm -hmm. But from a context as um, from where these athletes are from. But the thing is, America... But the thing is, America has always seen this kind of race play in law. Remember how... Well, actually, I'm not sure if you learned this in English because we had a social justice unit and we Mm. learned about how the law has always benefited white people more than black people. Ever since, what, slavery? Or other people of color. Yeah, exactly, and other people of color. And this is dated all the way back to, say, slavery, but also after the emancipation of slaves. The law has continued to benefit mm-hmm. white people. But like in drug, like what, the war on drugs or whatever they called it? The times for yeah. people spent in jail for, I think, very similar types of drugs 
were very different amongst people of color versus people that were white. Mm-hmm. White people got a very significantly shorter sentence than people of color. So we've always seen this in the past anyway. That's true. And considering, I think the growth of CBD is no longer... Like, CBD now seems cool and it's sold by, like, indie brands at Sephora, right? You're right. <laughs> it's used in skincare. And among, now. like, kind of... And, like, chic boutique stores in San Francisco and L.A., right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it used to be looked down as, as like, a dirty... Like thing. a hippie. Even, drug. like, weed itself, right? Yeah, like a hippie. Not even... Yeah. Hippie. People really struck down on hippies because of the use of marijuana even though it wasn't really harming anybody or as much as they really claimed it was and and i mean it's still happening today with in terms of drugs like crack versus cocaine right cocaine is seen as from a cultural standpoint right as like a white man's right drug versus crack well like coke yeah it's so like, like cocaine crystal, is seen it's as like something a, like more a refined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, while crack is seen as something, um, like something that people poor, of color well, not use. Poor people, but like yeah, people in less privileged neighborhoods, I think, because that's how they targeted yeah. them anyway. Because you know, people of color did used to live in poorer neighborhoods, and that's like a whole another issue about systematic racism. So. Basically, they were able to kind of target and pinpoint who lived where and pinpoint which drugs mm-hmm. people were using. And through that, they decided the sentences for each drug. And of course, cocaine got a lighter sentence than crack. Even though they're... Even though they're pretty similar. Virtually almost the same. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think this has definitely... Of course, the rules of the like there's a story of the rule of the WADA but there's also a cultural as and societal aspect to this issue right of course and i do think this is definitely very very controversial there's a lot of factors i play in if you guys want to read more you uh read more up on the article you guys can definitely check out uh, uh npr or essentially sports or even the Forbes article on Rapino's brand, a uh, sister's brand, Mendy. So for our second story, the judo world shakes as France's longtime famous Big Ted takes a loss at bronze. At his fourth Olympics at the age of thirty-two, Teddy Reiner has. Teddy Reiner already has an unbelievable career of topping gold at the past three Olympics and a ten-time world champion. However, this gold streak ended as Russia's judo champion knocked Reiner out in the quarterfinals. Comparable to Michael Phelps' in career and fame, Reiner has recently started to give way to newer champions. Despite his loss earlier this year to Japan, which meant a break to a 152-winning streak, not many expected him to lose the Olympics, and it's not exactly hard to see why. He stands at, what, 6 foot 8 inches, while opponents like Russia's Bashev is 5 foot 9 inches. However, he is staying super optimistic considering his age of the sport and his past knee injury because he still has medaled in his fourth Olympics over 16 years. That's insane. I think before this, I didn't know much about the judo 
Weird. world. Yeah, and I didn't know, like, France was, <laughs> you know, me neither. A Honestly, country. Right? I was a little surprised. Dude, I remember when I was little and I thought, like, oh, when I thought, like, um, <laughs> I was so confused when people would be what? like, oh, this athlete is old. He's, like, 30 years old. And then I was like, <laughs> really? But now I understand why. It's just because you're not really at the prime of your time anymore. And this could lead to more yeah. injuries and such. Yeah. And even, like, say Michael Phelps, right? He's ended his career. They're, like, people in mid-30s. Like, it's you're just no longer at your top of Exactly. You're no longer at your prime for specific sports, right? Exactly. It's different across every sport. Like gymnastics, I was watching a, I, I forgot what type of video, but it was one of those celebrity videos of Simone Biles, and she did like uh, breaking gymnastics myths, like true or false, right? Right. And one of them was that uh, gymnasts have a super short career, and she sarcastically said, what, what are you saying? We retire only at like, we have a very long uh, career. We retire at age 22 to 23. Oh, man. <laughs> so it's like short, short. Yeah. And even at, like back then, right, gymnastics, a lot of the famous, like, I don't know why I was watching a bunch of Gymnastic. gymnastics videos, but they're really fun. Like Nadia Kamensky, she's the first uh, person, uh, first, I don't know if per- first girl or first person to uh like female or male to get all tens a perfect Mm. score Mm -hmm. and she was 14 at that time 14 yeah obviously it was a lot uh long long time ago but still gymnastics like they're young right i did not expect that actually Mm -hmm. i mean yeah there is a certain point where your body just goes no thank you and gymnastics yeah. demands a whole bunch yeah which is funny though because like boxing champions they're not too young though right no nope. am i i mean that's yeah like easier, uh, Floyd though, mayweather in the air or anything like you don't have that's to land true, but compared angle. to like judo mm-hmm. but compared to judo they're about the same age 32 is yeah i mean once again it's know. a I think yeah, different. They're sport. pretty yeah. Judo and boxing, I guess, are in the martial arts category. While gymnastics is just it's a whole different breed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, you know, it is kind of understandable why we probably haven't heard of Big Ted, mainly because <laughs> during the Olympics, especially you really only know like during olympic times it's always track and field swimming uh, and gymnastics yeah people never really watch and the maybe archery mm-hmm. like martial arts no one ever watched mm-hmm. yeah but then outside of olympics it's always baseball soccer um basketball football. tennis bas yeah but man, this guy like reading up on his stats, this is insane. He's six foot eight. How how that, that, I'm five foot three. That is so tall. This man is a whole <laughs> foot and you and what? 
five inches taller than me yeah it's like a foot and a half you know what mm-hmm. and no wonder he would do well but also that he has 152 winning streaks that means that the past 152 matches he has had he won like just a few matches ago he has won every single one imagine winning every single time for 152 times that is and so at his age too I'm just saying. Yeah. And this is like over a decade too, mm-hmm. Claire. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. A 10-time world champion. Wow. How have we never heard of him? This. <laughs> but I, I truly respect what he says at the end of, his, of this Olympic match mm-hmm. where he's super optimistic. I think... You know, he understands where he is at. I think a lot of Olympians, especially this year and this Tokyo Olympics, are understanding. Well, actually, also with COVID, you know, training has gone haywire, right? Of course. And athletes are understanding where they are Mm -hmm. and able to adjust. And they stay optimistic, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because what happens, happens sometimes. You, yeah, you kind of have to just accept it. Do you want to say anything else? I don't got anything. Oh, do you want to say if you yeah. want more, you can... Well, if you want to read some more about Big Ted and his amazing winning streak, you can read up more on France 24 and AP News. And moving on to our last but not least... Their story. The Tokyo Games are thriving, as you guys know, but so are Tokyo COVID cases, actually. Unprecedented rates of COVID cases are a cause for concern right now, but according to Japan's Prime Minister Yoshihida Suga, the Olympics are not to blame. Before people started coming in for the Olympics, the daily added cases were around 700. But right now, as the Olympics are currently halfway through, the daily ad cases are almost at 3,500 and for the country as a whole reached a high level of 10,000. The security protocols for the Olympics are known to be extremely strict to restrict any cross-contamination between the Games and the rest of the city and the country. Prime Minister, the Prime Minister claims that it is not very possible that... Like, claims that because of this it is almost impossible that the olympics are directly causing this increase however he does ask and note that the residents and non-olympic verified foreign visitors uh should watch the olympics at home alone in their tv instead of grouping together at a bar or somewhere at a cafe and despite a national emergency being in place since the 12th this past four-day weekend has caused an incredible growth in cases that have literally not been recorded and seen since the beginning of the pandemic, almost a year and a half back. Wow, and we hoped, we were just hoping that this would end. <laughs> we were hopeful. We were so hopeful. hopeful. We were like, oh my god, vaccines. This is finally mm-hmm. going to end and we can just live our lives normally. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, the vaccine, I think the vaccines and especially how many people are vaccinated is actually America's in the top. 
because we just don't like to wear masks. That's mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. But I, in general, places like Asia, especially Japan, are well known to be much uh, more considerate, more of a collectivist co- mm-hmm. culture, and more considerate. So you think they're more diligent about wearing masks, social distancing. But at the same time, you know, people are tired, right? Yeah, and also people have been given the idea. I'm not sure mm. if it if this is actually for the rest of the world, but definitely America. We've been given the idea that oh, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to do anything anymore. You're protected. And then yeah. this Delta variant rolls around. I'm not sure if this plays an actual role in this uptick in cases, but people are still sending out the message: if you're vaccinated, you're protected. Yet vaccinated people are contracting this. So I'm not sure what to think. Yeah, I mean, for sure, being vaccinated is always good, right? Most of the cases and most of the casualties do come from people who have not taken the vaccine. Mm -hmm, So definitely taking the vaccine is a good protective measure. But despite that, because the Olympics are going on and you know, the rest of the world cases, more people are getting vaccinated, you do have a sense of things getting better, right? Mm-hmm. And it's natural for when you think things are getting better, they're opening up, you're trying to go back to the things you normally do, right? Meet up with your friends, uh, go to like watch a movie, huddle up together, right? It's You don't have to wear a mask all the time. You don't have to social distance all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the beginning, maybe things are getting better, but because of, like, the trend, right, then it starts getting worse. It's kind of like taking medicine, uh, say, your antibiotics, right? Right. Five days into your your antibiotics in a seven-day regimen, you may think, oh, it's much oh, better it's now. Fine. I'll stop. Like, yeah. it's, I can see it's getting better. But you're not supposed to stop. You have to go to through the whole seven days, right? Because you have to kill all the bad bacteria. Exactly. Or else it's going to come back even worse later. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also what's happening here and across the world and in the United States as well. Yes. Important reminder to take your medication, everybody. <laughs> Because a lot of people... Yeah, just... Be, yeah, mm-hmm. just like a tiny sidetrack. Just a lot of people don't exactly take their medication very... Or too responsibly. Not to say that they aren't responsible. <laughs> it's just that they see a change, right? But then, then they decide, Oh, I don't need my medication anymore. I'm all better. And then they think that the uptick in behavior or the uptick in situation is because you stop using the medication. But actually, it's the medication that's helping. So, your medication is prescribed to you for a reason. Exactly. Same with the mask wearing and stuff. Hopefully, people are recognizing that um, th- that things are getting a teeny bit worse. That was an understatement. Definitely an understatement. And so, <laughs> and they're taking the right measures to counteract that yet again at least they're taking measures and if you guys want to read more you guys can definitely check out npr but before we leave you we still have our sunday snippet into the past so on august 1st 1834 slavery is abolished throughout the british empire 
Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. And have a good Sunday.